Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm slight to bet and join me for a look ahead to match day 12 in Norway are Greg Browning and David Weatherson. How's it going, guys? Yeah, doing good, thank you. How's things, David? Yes, very well. Good. Very well, yeah. Enjoying your summer. Yeah, you were saying you're still waiting for summer arriving, the way. Yeah, well, I had played golf on Monday and it was really nice, and then I played golf on Tuesday and it was pissing it down. So, yeah, it's to be very warm next week, so I'm looking for it. I must feel like a home from home. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, we were talking just before we started recording the podcast. I was asking you if you'd managed to get along to Levanger v Rosenborg during the week. I did not, unfortunately. I was working. But yeah, Levanger ran them close. Um, they were leading till quite late. Rosenborg scored an equaliser quite late on and then, then went on to win it in extra time. Um, they were just on that. There were two casualties from the latest Syrian Strims God set um, got beaten. And so did Sarpsborg. Sarpsborg got, be- got beaten by Moss from the third tier. Mm-hmm. And Sims Gods got beaten 3 2 by Juvikalin, also from the third tier. So, uh, yeah, a couple of early to ceiling casualties. Yeah, it wasn't quite shooting in of the last round, was it, Greg? Uh, no. no, it wasn't. There was quite a few surprising scores, as David said. Um, there wasn't as many goals this week in comparison to round one. Um, but I think we stayed away, to be fair, from the matches. The, the odds on goals in these games are ridiculously short. So that made it quite an easy decision not to get sucked in. Yeah, and Bet365, I don't even think bothered pricing up some games, did they? No, just sheer laziness, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've called them out a few times on stuff like that. Uh, but you did OK on the channel. Yeah, I must admit, the Division 2 and Division 3 games, absolutely flying. Um, I'd love to see you a strike rate in those games for goals. It's been really, really good. Um, great to have, obviously, Elitisdiri and Obisligan back uh, as well. But no, these Division 2 and Division 3 games, there's just so many goals. And obviously, there's so many games to pick from. But we've already got probably two or three kind of go-to teams to keep an eye out for, which is great. Yeah. That's what you want at this stage of the season. We're now starting to get, what, 10, 12 games into the season now. Should become a little bit easier. But it's been a great start to the season and long may that continue. Yeah, and David, just looking ahead to this weekend, there's some very short-priced teams on that Elite yeah. Zealand card, eh, so we're going to have to dig a wee bit deeper to get some value this weekend. Yeah, mould at home to Yev, probably best team versus worst team in the league. Not not on the not on the table, but in terms of the budgets, certainly opposite ends of the table, so mould at 1.16 at home to Yev. Uh, that's the shortest we've got. Uh, yeah. I think that's the shortest we've seen this season. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, we've also got Glimt and Rosenborg both at two to five, I think. So, uh, yeah, we'll maybe cover the, the chances of that potential favourites trail coming up at some yeah, point this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we should we should pick up on the the Viking. We're very very short at home to Sandefjord last week, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and Sandefjord, which will which I will touch on later, are a very very good price on the Tromsø. Okay, we'll get to that shortly. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a look ahead as ever to the Elite Zealand matches and we'll have a dip into Oberstligen as well. Uh, two games as ever on Saturday evening followed by uh, the remaining games on the Sunday. Um, first two games are Haugesund v Viking, David and Rosenborg v Christiansund. I suppose starting with Rosenborg, uh, we've already mentioned that they were kind of stretched I suppose by Levanger in, in the Cup. Uh, not sure what kind of team they had out for that game, um, but obviously a loss to Lillstrom last week. They now sit eighth in the table. 
And I guess that was a measure of what we're maybe going to see from Rosenberg for the remainder of the season. Maybe, you know, not quite good enough to be challenging the teams at the top. Yeah, um, they, they took the lead against the leader, Serum Stefano Vecchia, who has probably been the most sort of dangerous player they've had. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he came off the bench against the on uh, last night and got injured. So he is potentially out for the weekend, which is a bit of a blow. Noah Holm picked up an injury, which is going to take him out for a few months in training uh, today, I think. Um, so there's a few casualties at Rosenborg they're very sure I wouldn't touch it at all this weekend despite Christensen being shocking but yeah last weekend Lillestrom um, fought back well to win 3-1 um, it was three set-piece goals which is coming a theme I'm actually currently writing a, an article about Lillestrom just whether I think they're, they're title contenders or not and without ruining the whole point of it and they have scored they've scored 12 of their 24 goals from set pieces this season which is absolutely incredible yeah just on that Rosenberg game David I think you're right I think two to five is very very short for a Rosenberg side who've been pretty piss poor to be fair over the last two or three weeks they are back in home soil though yeah and that they should get through this match but in terms of the corners angle here I think um Christensen have seen seven of their eight games see at least 11 corners in their matches. Uh, they do hit a lot of corners, Christensen, despite their lowly position. And Rosenborg, kind of chalk and cheese, to be fair. Away from home, don't pick up any corners at all. Really, really poor on the road to Rosenborg for corners, only hitting twos and threes. But at home, they are hitting some much better numbers. So probably an angle here for, for corners in this match. Yeah, and I think we've touched on David previously about Christiansen's difficult start to the season, and although they're bottom of the table, they've not really taken any hammerings so far. Um, and as I touched on that, uh, favourites treble. I guess if anyone's going to down the the treble, which pays thirteen to ten for Rosenborg, uh, Glimt, and Molde, who are all very short prices, the most likely is going to be Rosenborg. Yeah, I would think so. Um, just with their injury problems that they've got up front, and just lacking confidence, I think. Uh, I'd expect them to beat Christensen but yeah as you say the Christensen haven't really been battered um, too much they've not lost more than two goals in any of their four away games um, they've only scored once but um, yeah the big problem for Christensen is, is goals scoring mm-hmm. goals has been a huge a huge issue and Moses and Mawa who I'm not a big fan of personally but he was the main goal scorer coming into the season expected to be the one that was going to try and hit the goal trail uh, he's out for the season so, um, yeah, five goals scored in eight games so far, and it's uh, not looking good. Yeah. Just to quickly recap on last weekend, actually, there were some obviously surprising results. As David said, that um, Viking result at home at Stanley Fair was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yerv lost a match again. That's then lost five in the spin. Um, another both teams to score match involving Tromso. That's them now had seven out of eight games, both teams well, to score. Well, seven think, of eight games had both teams to score last week. Yes, that's my next stat, David. You must be looking at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Seven of the eight games have both teams to score. Six of the eight games went over 2.5 goals and all eight saw at least two two match goals. So plenty of goals last weekend across the Azerian and the Obisleague, but something to consider um, this weekend as well. Yeah, long may that continue. Okay, so just finish up on that Rosenborg v Christiansen game. Don't touch Rosenborg, basically. It's such a short price, but also, Greg, you like to look at corners. Yeah, there's definitely a play in corners here. I'm just still trying to work out what that's going to be. Uh, just in the fact that Christensen do hit some pretty impressive numbers for a side yeah. that's struggling. 
Yeah. Okay, on to Saturday. Uh, we've got Gleamt at home to Olesund. Uh, now, Olesund are only a point uh, behind Gleamt, which I guess nobody would have expected to happen at this stage of the season. Uh, but Gleamt are as short as two to five. And looking ahead at Gleamt's fixtures, I thought it was quite fascinating. They play uh, Odd, they play Sarpsborg, Hamcam, Yerv, Olesund, Odd, Sarpsborg, Hamcam, Haugesund. Maximum play... points, maximum points. Yeah, I mean, they don't <laughs> they don't play Molde now uh, or any team above them um, except Sarpsborg uh, until September. So right. I'm going to put my neck in the line here and say that I would expect <laughs> this is where they really need to put their their foot to the pedal and really pick up maximum points, as Greg says. Yeah, and they've got European games starting soon, which is obviously a hat in the ring. But so do Lillestrøm, so do Molde, so mm-hmm. do So it's not not like it's only Bolde that have that issue. So um, yeah, um, Bolde have the experience of doing that as well. So uh, I think they're going to have to make a run now. And Olesen have done pretty well, to be fair. Um, they've looked much more solid than expected, although they were 2-0 up against Bolleringa on Sunday night and cruising, and they lost a couple of goals late to, to draw 2-2, which was probably saved Fagamo, the Bolleringa manager's job, briefly. Um, and then Bolleringa scored 91-92 and 92 in the cup to beat Brumendal of the third tier. Uh, that was on Wednesday night, so... Fagum was hanging by a thread as their manager. Um, they are ridiculously short priced to odd, which is just absolutely unbackable. But um, yeah, Glint, I'd fancy them to win, and I do think they could could go on a wee run now. They seem to be just maybe picking up a little bit. Just on Allison, David, they've, they've scored two goals now in each of the last four games. Allison, um, I'm interested to see if they can get in the score sheet here in terms of what they can hit also corner-wise. Uh, they, they, they play their best when they're on sort of sitting deep in on the break and see good Haugen, uh, striker for Olesund. Uh, I think he's really, really impressed so far this year. Um, just 25 next month, I think this could be a bit of a future for him uh, somewhere else because he's he's looking above Olesund's level right now. Interesting, this fixture, David, I'm going to say Bodo Glimt of old because we've not really seen the same board of this season have scored uh, 13 in the last three meetings with Olesund uh, yeah. in re- recent fixtures. One man who is hitting form is 32-year-old Pellegrino. He's now scored, I think it's 10 in his 16 so far and five in his last four for Glimt. Yeah. Yeah, Pellegrino is somebody who a couple of years ago when we started the pod was said uh, was of big interest because he was absolutely banging goals in for fun for Christian Sund. Mm-hmm. Um, very streaky uh, player in terms of just goes and runs of goals um, and I think at home to Olesund you're looking at Pellegrino to be the main man again he scored two last week um, in the 2-0 win over Christiansund uh, I was surprised to see him at 11-10 to 10 to score any time this week um, I think he's the type of guy who likes who, who just gains confidence by scoring goals just completely different player when he's got that sort of uh, belief in his finishing. And mm. yeah, I mean, if he scored 26 league goals for Christian Sund um, two, two seasons ago. He was one behind Kasper Juncker in the, in the, in the battle for the golden, gold, uh, golden Boot. And I can see him going in a rerun, uh, run of goals and then continuing it this week. He scored, yeah, as you say, five and four, I think six and six. Um, six goals, six the goals now after what was quite a slow start so I think uh, Pellegrino to score at 11-10 looks really really good price 
Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just while you're talking there, checking out what price your favourite bet is. Uh, claimed to score in both halves is 10 to 11. Yeah, probably a little bit short. It's not something they've done that often this season. Mm. Um, Allison, having watched them quite a few times this year, they do sit tight, keep it very tight. Um, sort of back five, four in front and one up front, which is Haugen, just hoping to soak up pressure and hitting the break. And I think it'll game will be set up like that again, and it's just whether or not Glimp can break them down in, in time. Okay, so you're quite likely to look at Bellagrino then to score any time. Yeah, he hits penalties, hits free kicks, and he's on form. And I think he'll get some chances. And if he's if he gets chances, I think he'll stick at least one away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg Lillstrom still top of the league, but it's Molde who looks as if they're really hitting top gear now, and they're as short as one to six to win at home to Yerv. Uh, but you think a corners angle might be in play here? Yeah, possibly. I think obviously it's the shortest price we've seen this season at one to six, sixteen to one for Yerv. I don't think we we always say at the start of the season we expect Yerv to struggle, but they, they are in a kind of pretty horrible run at the moment. The boss five in the spin now. Um, probably don't hold much hope for them here. They, they don't lose by many goals. I know they were hammered 5 0 um, recently by Salzburg, uh, yeah. But I don't think they're going to get hammered here. But what, what they do do is, and David's highlighted this as well, they do hit some pretty impressive numbers in the corner front. They've hit four or more corners now, I think, in at least seven of their 10 matches. They do concede a lot of corners. But interestingly, Molda, despite how well they've played this season, they have shipped four or more corners now in 10 of their 11 matches. And they've shipped four corners or more in all six home games. So not expecting Yerv to do much damage here, but I'm very interested on the um, Yerv to hit four corners. And David called this out even before I've called it out. In the <laughs> 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 I can read you a book. I bet Greg goes for Yerv four or more corners. So... Um, I don't think I'll be putting much on it, but I do think it's worth backing. I think Yerv, despite their kind of lowly situation at the moment, they, they are hitting some really impressive numbers for corners. And given the fact that Molda do can see quite a lot, I'm, I'm happy to take the evens for four or more. Yeah, and corners have been pretty good for us in Norway, haven't they? They have, and I discovered a great stat this evening that the Elite Azerian is number one in the universe for average <laughs> corners per game. So 11.88 corners per game we're seeing at the moment. Now, that includes all the leagues that have finished. So that includes the Premiership in England, Spain, Italy, Scotland, all the leagues in the world, in the top 100, at the top. You name it. Any country you want to name, David, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The latest area is number one, albeit it is after only 10, 12 rounds, but that will drop as the season goes on. But at the moment, it's the top of the list at the moment. And yeah. you'll find that a lot of our bets, especially the Azerian, are, are going to be corners based. Yeah, and are you finding that the bookies still maybe haven't got a handle on that? Because I'm just looking at the table, the corner count. Uh, Sandy Fjord are bottom of the corner count table, and even they hit 4.67 per game. Yeah, I would say the bookies are wise now. You're, you're really needing to get 12 corners now. A lot of games are now set at over 11.5. So you're having to be a bit inventive now on how you approach the Connors market. But there's plenty of corner markets to look at. There's race to five, yeah. there's the Connors match bet, there's first half corners, second half corners, team corners. So there's definitely ways to get around it. But in terms of match corners, it's getting a little bit more difficult because they've set the line probably one higher than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Normally mm-hmm. we get over 10.5, but now for some matches we need over 11.5. 
Having said that, we're going to go into the Ham Cam Sarpsburg game, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. that, that bit's my job. That's the only reason I'm here, David, is to, <laughs> get, is to get you from Molde to Ham Cam. <laughs> so, as I was saying, David, <laughs> there's another game where you like corners, isn't there? Yeah, and uh, I think me and Greg were, were in agreement over this one, and uh, it's the one game where the line has been set at 10. Um, I'm coming at home to Sarpsburg this week. I think it's a, it should be a good game. I think it's two teams who will look to, who look to attack and think they can win, but that, as Greg will always tell you, he doesn't care who wins, because <laughs> Sarpsburg, um, Sarpsburg away games so far this season, every game has seen at least 11 corners. Um, the last away game, there was 17 at Yerv. Before that, 12 at Lillestrand. Before that, 16 at Tromsø and 11 at Christiansund. And looking at Hamcam's home games, uh, only, yeah, one game's had five, and that was against Rosenborg, um, which we talked about Rosenborg away fixtures not having many corners. Uh, apart from that, there's been uh, 10, uh, 10 against Olesund, and every other game's been more than 11. So, um, pretty good hit rate for over 10 and a half corners for this game and Sarpsborg coming into despite going out of the cup with a bit of a weakened team they're coming in full of confidence um, two five goals uh, two five goal games in a row after they beat Strums Godset 5-1 last week which we flagged as a potential uh, price price mistake for Strums Godset Sarpsborg absolutely smashed them uh, yeah so Sarpsborg coming in full of confidence I think they'll go to Hamcam uh, and attack which they've done pretty much every game. And I think Hamcam will fancy their chances as well. We had a good win at Yev last week. And uh, yeah, I think corners in this game, even money you're getting for over 10 and a half, I think it's worth taking on considering how uh, regular it's happened so far this season. Yeah, and that was the third time this season, David, that Sarpsborg have hit five goals. And I think they've hit seven in the cup as well in the previous round. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've got a very good front four. Um, I was reading reading this week that Jonathan Leanseth, who's one of them, he's he's probably going to uh, get some offers, but they're keen to keep him until the winter when his contract runs out. And another guy who scored two at the weekend, Saletros, uh, there's interest in him, but he again out of contract in the winter looks set to stay for at least at least till the winter because they don't really need the money that they would get. It wouldn't be worth the money um, mm-hmm. they would get because it's not going to be much. So. Yeah. Yeah, Sarpsburg should uh, should be able to compete for the rest of the season. And uh, I, I actually checked, they were 30, uh, 20, 29 to 1 to score five uh, this weekend. <laughs> really? Probably yeah, something yeah. that won't happen. But um, yeah, they're, they're a very good attacking unit. And it's it's a game that I think uh, there could be some goals in. I think there's quite a few angles here. I think that they would shout off 10 and a half is a, is a really strong call. I think looking at Sarpsburg corners themselves, hitting some really good numbers. They've hit 12, 6, 6, 9 in their last four. They have hit four or more in nine of their 10 games and five or more in eight of their 10 games. So I think they're sitting third in the Corners League at the moment, 6.4 per match. But they concede a lot of corners, though. They lost 11 at Yerv um, last time. They've lost seven at Lillestrom, 12 at Tromso, and eight at Christiansund. So I think although Sarpsborg will hit at least five, I think there's a very good chance Hamcam um, will hit some corners as well. So that kind of did put me off. I did look at Sarpsborg to win the match bet here at 11 to 10, uh, but I do think the over 4.5 Sarpsborg corners is very strong at 8 to 11. 
And you won't have a look, Greg, also at the Sandyfield v Tromso game. Sandyfield are second highest in the goals per game. Uh, table 3.44 goals per game. Nine out of ten of their games have seen over two and a half goals. And for Tromso, it's eight out of ten of their games have been uh, both teams to score. Yeah, I think we highlighted it in last week's podcast that Tromso do see a lot of their games, both teams to score. They got a late goal on, on Sunday uh, at home to Haugesund. Interestingly, Sandyfjord are shipping corners for fun. And I mean shipping corners for fun. Um, they've conceded double figures in f- six games, I think, five games. 11-13, 11-13 and 15. They lost 15 at Molda last week. And that's probably not surprising given they went 2-1 up and were defending that 2-1 lead. Yeah. Um, so they're conceding just under 10 corners per match. Interestingly, Tromso have conceded the least number of corners in the league at 3.9. Um, I wouldn't steal David's thunder too much here, but I have to say that when I've looked at the prices for this match, I did feel, given Sandy Fjord's recent run of results, a 1-0 win against Odd, and I, I got a fine, fine win last weekend at Viking, I think the 11-5 looks looks very generous. I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, Sandy Fjord are ahead of Tromsø in the league, haven't played a game less. Um, they beat Viking. Admittedly, the home form is dreadful, but they've played Lidlström, Bodegrint and Wallering at home, so they've lost all three. Um, it's about the time they got the home win. Um, actually, I'm going to I'm going to do a wee Dave McDonald special ACA at the end that includes Sandefjord, but I quite like go- I really like goals in this game. Um, over two and a half goals, and the Asian line is paying one point eight seven five. And as as Paul said, Sandefjord's goal numbers are pretty pretty impressive. Um, they won two one last week, but before that, they've had uh, there's only been one game with uh, fewer than three goals, and that was a one 0 win away at Odd. So they're coming in a good form uh, with two wins. They'll be looking to get their home record going uh, this season, so I can see them scoring goals. But defensively, they are vulnerable, and um, they have. They've conceded 17 goals so far across their nine games. Um, Tromsø, as you said, both teams to score in just about every game. Like two games, two Tromsø games haven't had both teams to score, so you'd expect Tromsø to score and contribute. Um, I think I think over two and a half goals at 1.875 looks very generous in this one. Tromsø um, scoring maybe one, and Sandefjord maybe two or three. But uh, yeah, I think that that's that's where I'm looking at this game. Yeah, it's definitely a case, I think, across both goals and corners for this match. Um, I think, as you said, the, the fact that Toronto do see, what, eight or ten games, see both teams to score. But, yeah, I, th- I think I'll be aboard Sandefjord as well, David, at 11-5 in some capacity. Yeah. And you do like your corners angle, Greg? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think just given the volume that Sandefjord concede... Um, this could probably land on its own by Tromso. Tromso don't hit that many corners, but I think there's every chance here. With the corner markets, the scoreline is so important as to how the corner match turns out. And I think there's every chance Sandefjord could take the lead here in terms of pushing to get back into the match. So I'm going to take over 8.5 match corners here and double that up with the Sarpsborg over 3.5 corners and that pays even money. So a hump cam, yeah. Yes. What? Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. I thought I was getting. I thought you'd get your teams mixed up. 
Okay, we'll recap all those bets at the end of the podcast. Uh, we've got a couple of games still to look at, uh, and I want David, I want you to talk me out of the 29-20 on Lila Strom to win it. Strom's God set. You mentioned the fact that Strom's God set pretty much done us up like a kipper last week, didn't they? <laughs> we thought they were, they were uh, wildly uh, wrongly priced last weekend, but they went and lost 5-1 at Sarpsborg. They've then went out of the cup in midweek. Uh, they host Lila Strom, who are obviously still unbeaten, Cracking win against Rosenborg, top of the league in their 2019-20. They are. Um, uh, yeah, if you take a flashback to last year, Stroom's God say it's home form and away form is completely different. It was it was an absolute jock and cheese. The last three home games in the league, they've beat Viking, they've beat Wallerenga, they've beat Rosenborg, they scored three goals in each of those games. And that is all you need to know about why... Uh, <laughs> They don't want to be back in Lelystrom. I just think like Lelystrom, there's going to come a time where they don't score a set piece and and they have to score from open play. And at the moment, it doesn't. Like, I, don't, I don't know where it's coming from. Um, yeah, it's definitely an anti-Lelystrom agenda here from David. Over the last couple of weeks, I've sensed the anti-Lelystrom feelings from David, and it's getting stronger every every week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, the price looks good. It does look good. I can under, but I, I, I think it's fair just given the Strom Scott sets home form, yeah, which is pretty pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever trust Strom Scott set again, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at Lil Strom on the journal bet market if I can find that forty five, which covers the draw. Yeah. I suppose money back on the draw, not a bad angle, I don't suppose. But um, yeah. I, I suppose some people will just look at that league table, look at some squad sets, last couple of results and, and pile into the 2019-20. But as you say, they've not been too bad at home at all. No. Okay, anything else we want to look at before we move on to Oberstliga? No, I mean, just following, if they don't win in, against the odd on Sunday, I think the manager could go. And I don't know why they're 1.7 at home to the odd. Um, seems ridiculous. Yeah, too um, sure. Yeah, far too short. Okay, into Oberstliga, and Greg, there's a couple that you've got your eye on in here. Yeah, it's a cracking card this weekend in the Oberstliga. Nothing really standing out from the Sunday fixtures, but we have our usual um, five games kicking off at five o'clock on Monday. Quite a few teams kind of standing out for me here. Uh, I think Brynna at home, they are in very good form at the moment. Uh, I'm beating in six, four wins and two draws in all competition. And I'll have an angle from that game that I'll be putting on the channel um, tonight. Uh, Bran, uh, 1-5 to five away to Grow Road. <laughs> to be fair, ju- justifiably so. They're absolutely flying, Bran. Played 10, won 8, drawn 2, scored 32 goals. They will be back in the latest area probably by about end of July. They'll be back <laughs> in the latest area. So, um, yeah, they play a Grow Road side who, to be fair to them, Plenty of goals in their games. I think eight of their nine matches have seen both teams score. But when you look at Brands' away records, it's pretty, pretty, pretty strong. Um, 4-0, 3-2, 5-1, 3-1 and 2-1. So they've won all five away games, uh, Bran. You'd expect them to score two or three here. I think David was a bit lucky at the weekend um, in their yeah. match. They should have scored three um, quite easily in that game, I'd imagine, based on what I've seen. Um, but every chance here, Grover will score. And there's been lots of goals in Grow Road games. 
I think it's been a pretty tough season for them so far. No one in 10 in the league. Still to win a match, actually. Uh, six draws and four defeats. So every chance, Bran will rack up a few goals. But I do fancy the um, both teams to score here as well. So I'm taking over 3.5 match goals at even money. Yeah, I'm guessing you're not going to disagree too much with that. David Brown have been absolutely flying. Yeah, they have been, and, and they've, they've had a really good performance in the Cup again yesterday as well. Um, I just can't see them. I can't see where they're losing a game now for the rest of the season. I just, I just, yeah, I think they're far too good for this league, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be easy. They won six one in the Cup last night against Ulf, Ulf. so uh, yeah, yeah, that was their second team. Bordine. <laughs> who's been on the bench uh, pretty much the whole season. He scored five. So, yeah, it's uh, slightly pretty good for them. Yeah, and the second forum team, I suppose, in the Oberstliga at the moment are, are Ranheim. Um, they're at home to Koffer uh, at the weekend as well. And quite, both of you guys have kind of highlighted them uh, at a decent price. Well, I've yeah. got my uh, Ranheim strip on its way. <laughs> I was ordered last weekend. It's nice, nice to you for your... Uh... Go where you're saying you can wear it to McDermott. Um, yeah, Ranheim two point three seven. I'm hoping to call for this week. Um, they've just been they've been in great form. Ranheim, I think um, they won again last week two one away at uh, Remini. Osana. Oh, Osana, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and they've just they've just been picking up. They, they lost that first game against Bran and well, well beaten in that first game against Bran. But since then, they've just been picking up form, picking up form, and. They've won three in a row. They've won uh, four of the last five. Um, the one they didn't win was a draw at home to start. Um, they've they've kind of gone under the radar a little bit, haven't they? Because they're third yeah. in the league in 18 points. And we've, we've spoken a lot. Yeah, we've tipped them a lot recently, but they're doing well. Yeah, they are. And uh, to be fair to, to Koffa, they're doing not bad as well. Um, away from home, they've looked particularly good um, with with three wins. But I just think the price of Ranheim's hard to hard to avoid. Um, if you look at Gopa's defeats on or defeat on the road, it was at Mundal and the other ones. Um, Brine, Blink, and uh, Frederick Stadensan is both inconsistent. So I think um, I think two point three seven is a, fair, a pretty good price for Ranheim considering. I've the got a theory, David. A theory. I think with the Obus League, in, I think there's so many games that finish two two or three two. I think in this instance, given Koffer and, and pretty good Nick, I'd probably much rather be on. Ran heat to score two evens than yeah. the eleven to eight on the win, on the basis that there's every chance Koffer are going to score, which means that Ran are going to have to score two anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a, probably a very particular for this league, especially the Obis league. Where there's lots and lots of teams scoring two goals. Just uh, yeah. quickly on on Shuras Blink, yeah, I know Greg's talked about Bedina. Um, Shuras Blink this week have uh, come out and said they've got big financial trouble. Um, Super that. Because <laughs> I cancelled my season ticket. Um, no, um, yeah, they lost some something like four million kroners last year. Um, basically, all their players, their wages have been reduced to sort of minimum, which is about four thousand kroners a month, which is about four hundred quid a month. Um, and all the players have been told they're free to leave if they can find another club. So yeah, sure does make in big trouble um, as it as it stands. Yeah. That's the sort of insight, David, we were at the start of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge breaking news in Norway. <laughs> we won't get much value out of it this week because they're playing. Oh, no, what, what, what price are Brina? Sorry, Brina are four to five. Yeah. Um, there's oh, definitely yeah. an angle there on, on Brina, um, yeah. but that's something I'll probably share on the channel. 
the four to six now. I think we've just literally just changed with that news. <laughs> is this live? It's four class five, is it? <laughs> We're moving markets already. Uh, okay, so Greg, sorry, just to recap on that Ranheim game, you'd rather be on the goals, which is uh, even money for over one and a half goals. David, you're quite keen to be on Ranheim, but has Greg persuaded you the goals is probably a better angle? Yeah, I'd, still... probably, I'd probably put them both on a couple of angles. Yeah, okay, dog. Uh, anything else in Oberstligen? Yes, just on Songdal at home to Beyond Allen. Yep. Beyond Allen have been knocked out of the cup by a Division 2 side. David, how do you pronounce said side? <laughs> who beat um, Beyond Allen? I need to, I need to go and look. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I just think at the moment in Songdal at home um, in very good shape 2-0, 2-1, 2-1, and 2-1 so they scored two or more goals in four of their five home matches uh, and I'm, I just think Myundal are hitting a kind of sticky patch they got absolutely battered by Brand 7-0 and they've just been papped out the cup by side in Division 2. So not a great few weeks for me on that one. I think Songdao at home at 11-10 to 10 to win the match. I just think the over 2.5, over 1.5 Songdao goals could be a shout as well. Yeah, and Songdao not, not, not a bad record at home. Won three, lost two as well, sitting seventh in the table. Yeah, scoring goals. I think it's um, four to five on over 1.5 goals in that game. Okay. Before we wrap up, David, you said you've got an Aka Forest rival, Div McDonald's. Uh, it's, it's, it's just just under thirty to one. So if, if it comes in, Dave McDonald will tell me that it doesn't count. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Sandefjord. I like Sandefjord to win. I like Ranheim to win, and I'm also adding Brand to score three or more at Glorud and Sarpsborg to score two or more at Hamcam, and that pays 20, 29 to one, or just just over thirty point zero nine in pays. Okay, can you repeat that for the people like me who are slow yeah. at, at writing stuff down? Sorry. Ranheim, Ranheim to win. Yep. Also, Sandefjord to win. Yep. Uh, and Sarpsborg to score two or more at Hamcam. And Brand to score three or more at Gerodut. It's a tremendous line, that. Lovely jubbly. This week's Hollywood bet. Okay, while we're on the subject then, David, can you just recap your best bets for the weekend, please? Yeah. Starting with the Elite Serian, I'm looking at Sandefjord. Um, Against Trump's uh, over two and a half goals, and that's 1.875 on the Asian line. Um, also in the league this year in Sarpsborg and Ham Cam, over um, 10 and a half corners, and that's 2.2. Uh, also in the league this year in, on Sunday, these games are all on Sunday at uh, 5 pm. And Boulder Green uh, home to Olesund, and I've got a Mal Pellegrino to score any time, and that's 2.1. And then finally, uh, down in Obviously, in Ranheim at home to Koffa, 2.37, and that's on Monday night at 5pm UK. Okay, and your best bets, Greg? Uh, so starting with Azarian, got a double first. We've got Sarpsborg over 3.5 team corners, and I'm doubling that up with over 8.5 match corners between Sandefjord and Tromso. That pays even money. I'm taking Yerv to hit four more corners away to Moda on Sunday. And that also pays even money. And there's another couple of lines probably from the latest area that I'll share on the channel. But moving into the Obus League on a Monday at five o'clock, um, two bets for this one. I've got Bran away to Glorud, and I'm taking over 3.5 match goals at evens. 
And finally, I'm taking over 1.5 Ranheim goals at home to Coffer, and that pays even money also. Yeah, I'm really liking those Ranheim bets. I think they look probably And just a point for everyone else, um, we're going to have, obviously, uh, another weekend of fixtures in Division 2 and Division 3. Um, absolute goal fest. Uh, lots of opportunities there um, if you do your homework. There's money to be made in those leagues. Yeah, so what day should we be looking out for those? Um, probably Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it goes all the way around. Oh, your boots. Okay, that's us for this week. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. We can also find details of how to join his private betting channel. You can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 and also you should check out his blog where he writes about Norwegian football from a tactical and from a betting angle. That's at davidweathersonfootball.com. Thanks very much for listening. Best of luck with your bets this weekend and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Good luck.